Are you a man who keeps returning to porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors when what you really want is to be free? If so, we can help. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for men who want to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. Whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Our next workshop is coming up April 17th through the 19th in Texas, in the Hill Country, just north of San Antonio. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit BeBroken.com. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and we've got Stephen here. Yes. Um, who's who's seeing life well, as well as possible today. So After an eye appointment, thank you. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. it. I'm glad he's here. Um, well, listeners, <clears throat> we're always grateful that you're here. I wanted to um, uh, let you know that as we've come out of the uh, or as we're coming out of the first quarter of 2020, um, you know, just to be honest with you, with a lot of the things that have been going on with uh, the pandemic of the coronavirus and all this kind of stuff, um, I think sometimes panic and fear has a real impact on yes. people in terms of how they how they spend their money, how they give, and so um, while we haven't we haven't felt the major impact of that, I, we've we have seen some how shall we say kind of pulling in. A little bit by mm. by some of our our uh, partners, and so I would just ask: Would you pray? Would you pray with us and pray for us as a ministry? Mm. Um, and would you pray for uh, those who have decided to come alongside and partner with us? Because uh, we know it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice right. if everything is going well. Yes. But sometimes when things get tough, it's it's even more of a sacrifice. So, so please pray with us and for us as we kind of navigate uncertain times. Uh, and if you would like to come alongside and partner with us, just go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. So Stephen, we had a, a listener that I thought just sent in a great question. Um, yeah. And I, I wanted to I wanted to, <clears throat> to share this question and then us to try to provide just some as practical and helpful answers as we possibly can. But this is a this is a young man He's uh, in his mid-20s. He's about to get married. And so he says, I'd love to hear some practical advice on how to approach our wedding night and our honeymoon. Like, what discussions should we have beforehand? What are some practical tips for making our wedding night and honeymoon a success in this area? And so he said he's heard the possibility of those first several weeks going horribly for some people and would love to have some insight on how to make this a success. Wow, that's great. Let me just say first, I, I love the intentionality and wisdom of yes. this young man Yes, saying, hey, I, I want to do this well. And so um, I think I would, I would love to hear some of the things that you have on this as a man who has a lot of wisdom. Are you wait a minute? You're you're bringing me in cold. This is a great topic that I would like to have done some reading on. 
So wait a minute, I, I was thinking you were going to carry this part, and I was going to just nod a lot and say yes, Jonathan. Okay, yes. so you want me to you want me to initiate all of the points? Then, huh? <laughs> you got any? So here's the thing. My, the only one I wrote down is I was ignorant. Yes, <laughs> you know, and then. She will be ignorant, and so, I mean, isn't that part one? Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing, So here's, and that's okay. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of the, the, the groundwork that I was going to try to lay in this area, is that um, be kind mm. to yourself, to your spouse, to the newness of all of what this is going to be like in that experience. I think sometimes there can be such heightened expectations on both sides, either expectations right. born out of maybe a, a narrow narrative on what sexuality is really meant to be and what sex and marriage is meant to be. Like it's the pinnacle of every possible hope and desire you could ever have. And it's like, well, that's placing a huge expectation on what you think that first encounter after getting married is going to be like. Sometimes there can be huge expectations based on a history of pain a history of struggle, a history of difficulty, right? Um, and and so sometimes then it can be almost a fearful expectation around, you know, that, that those first encounters after getting married. So I would say, you know, the first thing I would say to this young couple is uh, be very gracious and kind to one another and to yourself as you go into this new, um, you know, new life together and new covenant that you're making with one another. You know, the thing that jumps out at me as you're talking is how exhausted you are after a wedding. That's true. I mean, yeah. you think about it, you plan, you stress, you want everything to go perfect, you're frazzled before it starts, then you go and you do it, then you go and have your celebration afterwards, and it's usually late. So it's like, we put so much pressure on this night Mm-hmm. when you should think in terms of let's just enjoy the next few days. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a great point. I think that's something that, um, I don't know, that's something that may or may not make sense to a young couple because, again, I think, you know, you've got all this energy. And uh, the other thing, too, is I think in terms of preparing for this time together, um, talk, talk, talk talk. And and I think uh, some things that might be helpful to talk about are the expectations, the fears, the doubts, the, you know, just being able to talk through some of those things so that you don't feel like you're getting blindsided on that wedding night with things that you, you know, like unspoken expectations or unspoken fears. Um, uh, so So that might be be something as well. But another thing I was going to say is, um, okay, having been married for 20, how long now? 24 years. Um, I, I would say that you need to be super patient. Um, and what I mean by that is it, not only in terms of just on a very kind of high level general sense, like, listen, learning one another in every aspect, including sexually, is not instant, right? I mean, when you think about marriage, it's not like, um, number one, day one of your marriage, you don't know what you don't know about that other person. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that, but it's like, you know, let's be honest. This is this is one of the reasons why I believe God made marriage a 
a covenant, this thing that says, oh, you know what? It's going to take a little while for you guys to know each other. And so you need a bond that is going to say, with all the ups and downs and sideways, we're going to continue to journey together. So I think even sexually, this is not something that, um, while the hope is, and I think the possibility is for that first wedding night to be really exciting and fun and uh, pleasurable, be careful of thinking that that is um, the pinnacle of like what it can be. Does that make sense? And I know sometimes you, right. young the love The start is not, you know, to be good sexually together takes time, right? So the mm-hmm. start is not, you know, the pinnacle or the best, right? The figuring it out, the working the mechanics and how bodies come together. Yeah, think of it this way. And and maybe this is, I hope this isn't too crude of, a, of an example, but um, how did you learn to ride a bike? Like, was the very first time you got on a bike, like you were, you know, in the Tour de France? (laughs) It's like, no, you probably fell and scraped your knees. Now, again, that's a crude example, but I think it still plays out. If if you have, uh, if you're coming together and this is, you know, the first time that you've come together on this wedding night. Um, and, and, and by the way, that's the other thing of this young man's story. He and his wife have, uh, have saved themselves for each other. Mm-hmm. So this will be their first, first time together. And, and I think that there's something about that that's, that's innocent and precious and good and, and doesn't need to be, you don't need to think that you are going to be highly experienced together. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's also part of the beauty of the covenant of marriage is like, hey, be, be young kids that figure it out and have fun and ask questions and um, explore each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you look at it in, in more of like a, a journey rather than a destination, I think then that first night can be like, hey, this is the first step on a lifelong journey of of learning how to love one another intimately. Yeah, and if you just think about how much relationships are about a dialogue, they're, they're physical connecting, and then they're using your language to make your connection. And and it, it can break down in a lot of places, right? Because if there's a fear and it's not discussed, so so it might be a great time to say, okay, what, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. And, and why don't you tell me about your fear, and I'll tell you about mine. Because then it becomes intimacy and openness and honesty and and we really don't know what we're doing, and that's just fine. You know? Yes, yes. Be okay. If, if I can put it this way, and maybe you've never heard somebody state it this way, um, be okay with the innocent ignorance yes. that you have yeah. in this area. There's no need to feel a sense of shame or embarrassment with one another that I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know how to do something or what. That's okay. This is because one of the things that I think uh, one of the dangers that we have created sometimes around the issue of sexuality, even in the church, even in Christianity, is there's this idea that um, it's like all other areas of our life, it's okay if you are on a growth mission, but man, in this area, you better have it down. You know, there's a higher sense of shame if you don't. I think maybe this is even more for men. There's a higher sense of shame 
if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how to perform, you don't know how to please that woman and you don't, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we've probably been taught in locker rooms and all of the kinds of things that, that your, your manhood is at stake if you don't know how to, how to perform sexually. Um, and I think it's important for this couple to be, to be innocent in that. One other thing I would say too, um, that doesn't get said enough for, for young couples who are, getting married when it comes to sexuality because we have disconnected oftentimes our spirituality from our sexuality is here's some very practical advice that I would give to this couple is that as it pertains to your sexual intimacy, pray, pray about it, pray together, pray before, pray after, and look at your sexual union. And this may also be the first time any of our listeners have ever heard this. Look at your at your sexual union in your marriage as an act of worship, and that is a foreign concept, I think, to a lot of people. Because again, we have so separated the body, almost as as if something is wrong or dirty about our sexuality, not realizing that it was a beautiful gift that God gave to us. Mm-hmm. That is when it is expressed in that union of a husband and wife. It's a beautiful thing before God. I believe it's an act of worship before God because he's saying that's the metaphor, that's the picture that I've given you physically of what I have told you is the type of intimacy that Christ has with his church. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. absolutely. So what would you say to that idea of prayer and worship? That's as great. Of- that's great. But, you know, I have to say something different than you, otherwise I would be you. So I'm over here thinking, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I think you're spot on. But I'm thinking, <clears throat> a guy seems to know his body better than a woman knows her body. Because his, his you know, his physical sexual parts are on the outside, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so he's more familiar with that. And a, and a woman may not be as comfortable with her own body as familiar. So it's almost like she, you have to learn her body and she has to learn her body, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so that's part of the mission that that you want to go on is yeah. to help her be able to relax and enjoy. You know, she ends up being like the, you know, uh, the receptacle, the receiver, if you will, of this process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so how do you help her? How, how does she learn to engage that process and be comfortable, restful, peaceful in that process? It's new. Yeah. And one th- one resource that I would actually recommend to um, this wife, uh, wife-to-be, and really to any wives out there, is um, is the, the resource Passion Pursuit uh, by Dr. Julie Slattery and Linda Dillow, which helps— wives understand through a study of Song of Solomon, like how to understand her body, her feelings, her desires in in a better way. And, and by the way, um, you know, husbands out there, uh, ask lots of questions if your wife is going through this passion pursuit study, because I, I agree with you, Stephen. I think that, um, the more a man can be, uh, patient Mm-hmm. And trying to help, and trying to understand his his wife sexually, 
here's the thing that a lot of young guys don't understand. It takes a while, I think, to to understand this in in marriage when it comes to to sexuality. Is that uh, usually when a guy is young, man, you know, he can get sexually aroused very quickly, and it's like you know, it, it's so intense and so in some cases so fast, right? Because it's mm-hmm. his his pleasure is just so uh, immediate, and a white a woman sexually you know kind of has to warm up so it's not as if she's going to respond the same way sexually as he will but one of the things that i tell young guys a lot is that if you will be patient in learning your wife and learning her sexually um the the benefits that come back for him are like tenfold in other words when a man learns how to please his wife there is pleasure for him in that pleasing of her right and yeah. some sometimes we're so kind of self-focused in our sexual desires that we don't take the time to learn our wives enough to realize that oh actually you know what the greatest arousal i can have is when she's pleased does that make sense? Yes. So, yes. So I would tell this young guy, be patient and and learn your wife and the pleasure that you can get in that is is phenomenal. Not that that's the goal, right? But when you I think God has actually set it up in our bodies in such a way that when a man really makes it his intent to try to please his wife, he finds greater pleasure right, it's in, true. in that. Right. And it's that give yeah, and you'll receive, and she's doing the same thing on her end, right? And we're both giving to each other pleasure, and we're both receiving pleasure. Now, the last thing I would say, maybe for this uh, this couple out there, is um, remember that the sexual relationship is part of the relationship. It's an important part of the relationship, but it is still a part of the relationship. And I think sometimes because, again, when somebody's just anticipating their wedding and getting so excited about all that, you talk about all the energy that's spent on that day alone. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, there can be, again, these expectations that go so high that almost makes it seem like if everything doesn't just culminate perfectly in our sexual union, mm-hmm. then it's like everything is lost. And I want this couple to hear, and I want any couple out there to hear that I believe that God's design and intent for marriage is around oneness and intimacy in all respects. And sex is one part of that. But but don't you think, like you were talking earlier, intimacy is, is often expressed through our language, our talk, right? That's right. Intimacy can be ex- expressed through numerous other shared experiences that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the ways that I think uh, my wife and I experience intimacy is we've kind of, over the years, just you kind of create your own insider language and insider looks and jokes. And that's intimacy. So I would, I would encourage this couple, keep oneness and intimacy as the ultimate like aim that you're having in your marriage. Um, Not, Hey, it's all it's all only about what happens sexually. What would you say on that? Or? That's good. I don't know what else to add. 
I didn't come prepared for the topic. <laughs> you sprung it on me, so mostly See, you, you know say what? that about me. Uh, I spring them on you, but you I sprung love it them when on the, me. When the tables are turned, you, you know? know, put, put Stephen the, on the hot seat. And the other, the other thing is, is that some people are really good at sexual stuff. And I mean, language and, and body parts and house systems where they're really good at sexual stuff. And I was just thinking, I think I'm better at emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do some sexual stuff on the side, but I love the emotional stuff. Uh, so I wish I was quicker and faster and more knowledgeable about this topic. And I do think it's really smart to get educated about it, mm -hmm. you know, how to, about the physiology and how things work and so that you sort of educate yourself. But you surprised me, so that's my answer. Yeah. Uh, another another ministry that can be helpful along this is uh, Jennifer Degler's ministry. Um, uh, they've got a, a ministry that helps with all of these kind of things too, just really practical tips and tools and things like that to help couples uh, share intimacy. What's it called? That's, I know you, and you would ask me that. And <laughs> we had just, her on the program recently, and I'm totally, I'm totally blanking right now on the So, but the if website. you look at some podcasts or Google her name or something. Yeah, earlier this year in 2020, we had her on to talk about uh, helping men understand women. And so that's another resource that would be just oh, female good. sexuality, you good. know, being able to understand that. And I better go listen to I should that. be better at remembering no, like no, websites and things like that. But listeners, I, we hope this has been helpful. And, and the couple that asked this question, we hope this is helpful to you. Um, we also want you to know that this is, this is what we like to do with this program as well, as well as when people uh, reach out to us, we respond. We respond to every inquiry that we get. Sometimes we just may decide, hey, this is something that might benefit more people, like the, the entire audience. We felt like this was one that could benefit the entire audience because there's a lot of people out there that are young and thinking about getting married. And there's a lot of people that are young couples that are also just in those early stages of really developing their sexual relationship and kind of figuring that out. So we hope that this has been useful. Again, kind of the key points is be kind, be patient, be curious, and uh, be one, and then talk a lot and pray and, and worship God through your sexual union. We believe it's a beautiful thing before God when a husband and wife come together. So yes. we hope this has been helpful. If you've got questions for us, please send them to us. You can uh, reach out to us at puresexradio.com or even through our Twitter feed at Pure Sex Radio. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.